Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Kashmir Project. If you've been enjoying the show so far, please do show your appreciation with a like and a share. I really appreciate the support. Today I want to take the conversation a bit away from the grounds of Kashmir and focus on the international community, mainly on the people who have been talking in support of this issue. And today I want to focus our attention on one particular ally, Malaysia, and its ongoing relations with India on its stance to the Kashmir issue. So a bit of backstory. During the United Nations General Assembly that was held last month, the Prime Minister of Malaysia, Dr. Mahathir Mohamad, went up and gave an address in which he stated that India had invaded and occupied Jammu and Kashmir and had personally asked New Delhi to work with Pakistan to resolve the issue. His stance came from a very wise and a very smart and diplomatic platform. However, his remarks have drawn the ire of the Indian government and its citizens. Unfortunately, they have not taken to this sort of mediation kindly and have instead decided that Malaysia is now against them. Over the past month, India has waged on Malaysia a trade war of sorts. Malaysia is a country that exports a lot of its goods, and that's how it carries out its trade and supports its economy. One of the major exports for Malaysia is palm oil, which they produce locally, and it's helped benefit them quite a lot. Last year in 2018, the third biggest importer of Malaysian palm oil was India, and the two countries had shared very cordial relations on the basis of that trade. However, due to the stance of the Malaysian Prime Minister, workers in India have now called for the complete ban of Malaysian goods being imported, chief among them the palm oil that Malaysia brings in. Now, this has affected the economy of Malaysia, and it is quite an issue, because now we see that Political and diplomatic stances affect the trade that carries out between these two countries, the sort of support that they give each other with their economy. And we've seen that because diplomatic ties have started to fray, India is now resorting to punish Malaysia by stopping the import of all Malaysian goods. This is in an effort to teach them a lesson per se, for their stance in supporting Kashmir, which they still claim is an internal matter. India's stance has always been that Kashmir is their property and no one in the international community has a right to talk about it, to mediate, to have any sort of opinion about it, other than the fact that it is India's right to be there. Now that India has become an extremely developed economy on the basis of its population, it has resorted to tactics that are very unsportsmanlike and undiplomatic. It started strong-arming nations into agreeing to its stance, or at least seeing eye-to-eye with them, just so their markets can stay open. And you see this 
in Indian politics, Indian businesses, that they really do want you to not say anything against India. The Indian population at this point, a majority of them, have been led to believe now that anything that is said against them, anything that is worthy of criticism against them, is completely fake and needs to be destroyed. Which is why every time you go onto any video on YouTube that is in favor of the Kashmiri plight, you will find a majority of the comments being Indians saying that this video needs to be deleted. When you go on Twitter, you will see a lot of activists who claim that India is in the wrong and the Kashmiris have the right to self-determination. And in the comments of those tweets, in the replies, you will find a lot of Indians in protest, calling them names, creating issues, bringing about whataboutism, and all sorts of childish rhetoric just so they can suppress what is being said and discredit it. They believe that because they are very strong in number, they are able to accomplish these sort of things. They are able to sway companies and governments to do their bidding. And if they don't comply, then the Indian market will boycott them and ban them and a huge portion of the world is going to be left out of their machine. That's what they believe. And if we're looking at this from a very, very objective point of view, that's not right. Since when have we let any sort of government or foreign power dictate what goes online? Since when have we dictated any sort of hate speech of the sort and strong arm tactic unfair manipulation go on coming back to the point so the malaysian prime minister has gone on record saying that he will not retract his decision to criticize new delhi's government on its revocation of article 370 of its constitution dr mahathir mohammed has stated we speak our minds and we don't retract, or change. What we are saying is we should all abide by resolutions of the United Nations. Otherwise, what is the use of the UN? He raises a valid point. The United Nations was created as a mediator, as a platform where issues amongst countries and nations are discussed, where international disputes go where the international community weighs in on opinions that change the nature of global politics. Malaysia, in an effort to step away from what it calls a trade war, has made concessions. The Prime Minister himself has said, this is not the Indian government, so we have to find out how we can communicate with these people, because trade is a two-way thing, and it is bad to have what amounts to a trade war. This is what he said about the Traders Association in India, specifically the Solvent Extractors Association based in Mumbai, which is calling for the ban of imported Malaysian palm oil. Malaysia has even said that it would consider 
raising imports of raw sugar and buffalo meat from India in a bid to ease the trade tensions between the two countries. This is what Malaysia is doing while still being fair to its stance. That oppression is not a good thing and it should not be what we stand for. Yet, the Indian government and its people are completely blind to it and are in a fit of rage when their authority is being questioned on the matter. India is not doing justice over here. And even more than that, it is shamelessly standing up and trying to silence people who are speaking out against it, who hold opinions on the matter. This is the sort of stuff that we cannot allow as responsible citizens to exist. Because in society today, we believe in fairness and justice and equality. This is how far our society has progressed, where each and every day we move closer to having equality amongst all people, amongst different social classes, amongst people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different walks of life. We cannot, in good faith, allow this to happen. Dr. Mahathir Mohammed says that he is unwilling to retract his statements or change them despite the ongoing tensions between India and Malaysia. And he remains adamant on having cordial relations but also speaking up for humanity. We should be honored to have a person who is as strong-willed as the Prime Minister of Malaysia because this man is looking at both the welfare of his people and the very soul of his nation, which is to stand up for humanity and to contribute to the greater good. Interestingly enough, the Prime Minister is not alone in his endeavors. The Malaysian Consultative Council for Islamic Organization also stands in solidarity with Dr. Mahathir Mohammed, urging him not to relent on India's inhumane treatment of the people of Jammu and Kashmir. The president of the Malaysian Consultative Council of Islamic Organization, Mr. Mohammad Azmi Abdul Hamid, has stated, India cannot be arrogant and shun the call and ignore the UN Resolution 47. We affirm that it is necessary to speak out on world issues without fear or favor. The Islamic Council within Malaysia is supporting their Prime Minister on this cause, not just because it is their Prime Minister, but because what he speaks fits in line with their ideology. Kashmir is a predominantly Muslim-majority area. Whatever happened in the past between any country within any border is irrelevant to the suffering that those Muslim face today in Kashmir. Those people today are scared to go out of their houses, to walk down the streets where protests are being raised. They are afraid that they will be roped in with those lot and taken away, their life completely ruined. 
their future stolen from them. Malaysia understands the plight of the Kashmiri people. Malaysia stands in solidarity with them. It is a country that has a diverse population. You can find people of Chinese, of Indian, and of many different South Asian origins within that region, living in prosperity and living with peace. This is not a country where terrorism has occurred or where issues have prevailed. Dr. Mahathir Mohammed is a celebrated politician over there, known for having a very strong moral compass, for thinking of the welfare of his people. When such a person says that what is going on is not right, they're not biased. They can't be, because they've proven that their heart is in the right place. The Indian government at this point is being adamant and stubborn and is not ready to listen to anyone or anything. The sort of ultra-nationalist rhetoric that the BJP has introduced is appalling. They do not consider the wishes of their own people. The regions of Tamil Nadu and Nagaland do not want to associate with Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India. The reason being is because they know that what Narendra Modi says does not fall in line with what their belief is and does not support their rights. They know the ground reality that is in Kashmir, and these are not biased people. These are people within the state, within the union of India, who know of the actual ground reality. These are people who see Indians day in, day out. They know the kind of people that are out there, the kind of people that are in government and ruling the country, driving it in a certain direction, and they are not happy. Unfortunately, the sort of community that India has online is extremely vocal and extremely toxic. They will do whatever it takes to discredit you and to debunk you and to try to get you taken down. And it is with a heavy heart that you see the sort of comments and opinions that they post online. It really is shocking. And it breaks you. You cannot imagine someone being so inhumane to the plight of people who have been fighting for freedom for 70 years. Malaysia understands that. Malaysia sees that, and it is standing up for those people. And we need to do that as well. Dr. Mahathir Mohammed has set an example for all world leaders to follow, where even under pressure from the Indian government, on a matter that can bring his country into the negative, he has still stuck by his stance. He has not retracted his words, even though the Indian ban is most likely set to hurt Malaysia's economy. This is where morals and ideals triumph. This is what should happen. It's not about trade. It's not about monetary benefit. We make a great fuss about diamonds being excavated in Africa 
of the blood of African workers. We are not ready to pay a price for that blood being spilt. If we're not willing to do that over there, why are we letting it happen here in Kashmir? Why are we silent on this matter? We cannot be silent and let trade with India supersede the rights of a nation, a nation that has every authority for self-determination and is yet not being granted that. Kashmir is not a place that is happy. It is not a place where people feel safe. And in all honesty, all of us need to make sure that they do not suffer. Because they have been, for decades, for longer than anyone's lifetime, people have born and died within Kashmir without being able to see freedom within the region. Entire lifetimes have gone by, and we're still stuck on this one issue, because India will not relent. Because Pakistan keeps claiming that it is going to make Kashmir a part of it. Whatever happens with the future of Kashmir is for the Kashmiris to decide. Not India, not Pakistan, not China, not anyone else. Dear listener, I urge you, once again, to please learn more about Kashmir. Learn about the people talking about it, what they're saying, why they're saying it, who is in the fight. And I urge you to join that fight. Please talk to about Kashmir to your family, to your friends to your associates, to your colleagues. Talk about Kashmir high and low, anywhere that you are. That is a matter that deserves to be discussed, and we need to take action on it. Please share whatever you can about it. Anything. Pictures, videos, audios, blog posts, anything. Whatever you can do to spread awareness about Kashmir about the plight of its citizens, about the dynamics between international communities on the matter. I urge you, please do that. Your small contribution can move mountains. It can do a lot for the people of Kashmir. As long as you try, even just a little bit, the Kashmir issue can be worked out. You need to be willing to pass that message along. You need to be willing to remember and to make it a priority. Think about it. Talk about it. Keep it in your mind and your heart. Remember to look into it. Remember to share it. Because that is what the Kashmiris are asking of you. They are asking you to see them, to hear them, to recognize them. They are asking for your help to secure their freedom and their rights. And as responsible citizens within the international community, this is what we all should be doing. Once again, I urge you, please, share whatever you can about Kashmir, so that the fight keeps going, so that the passion keeps burning, so that we continue to work for a cause that liberates a people that have been oppressed, who know nothing but fear and anger and disdain for the ones that are on top of them. India is in the wrong in this point, and you need to make it known. 
I urge you, if there is anything that you are willing to take away from this, this is it. Raise your voice. Stand strong. Strand proud and firm like the Prime Minister of Malaysia. And do not back down from anything that comes your way when talking about the freedom of these people. You are the change that can bring about a better future. Once again, I thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this, please, I urge you, do share it around. Do talk to people about it. It really helps out a lot. We are in this fight together. And with your power, we can make this happen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank <laughs> you.